This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal News show coming at you every single day at 8am UK time. Thank you ever so much for joining me this morning. I hope you're doing good. I hope you are well. Thank you so much for joining us again and making it part of your morning routine. Trevor in the chat box. Good morning to you, Bungle, Colin, Paul, Matt G, Manu. Thank you ever so much for taking the time to click the video. If you could also click the like button, I would appreciate that too. Rancid, Chris, uh, we've got Ratha Varys, we've got Kabir, we've got Omar. Uh, Kabir is a first-timer here. Have a great day, Goons. Kabir, have a great day to you too, sir. Uh, you said what says, good morning, L and Tom, John G, Lars, Nikolai, Tom, Omar. This being has no name. Good morning to all of you in the chat box this morning, and I hope that you're going to be having a fantastic weekend. It is Friday. Friday is part of the weekend. We know that. You're not in the same mindset as you were on Monday. You're already in that weekend feeling. Let's go through this. Let's go through the week's events and get ahead of ourselves, ahead of Arsenal's next game, which takes place tomorrow. And you can, of course, check out our preview of the Leicester City game, which we conducted yesterday. I was joined by Jared and Vinny and Zamir as we went through our predicted lineups. There was quite a few similarities, hints, hints, in who we went for in our teams yesterday. So if you want to go and watch our preview of the Leicester game, make sure you go back and you tune in and you watch that as well. Make sure to leave a comment in the comment section as well. If you're watching on Playback, let us know that you've been watching. And as I've said already, please do drop a like on the video and go subscribe to the Arsenal way as well. Our other channel uh, that I do as part of my job with football.london and reach. We've got an interesting bit of content coming out for you guys on Sunday covering Dennis Zakaria. So make sure that you're subscribed to get that. And they'll be doing the usual 9.30 Arsenal agenda show. Uh, I won't be there, but you still need to tune in because uh, Bailey and Chris will be there to keep you guys up to date with everything that's been going on in the world of Arsenal as well. So make sure if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the Arsenal way. They're on their way to 4,000. I say they, we are on our way to 4,000 subscribers over there as well. Amazing support that I know a lot of you have helped with as well. But we kick off with the first story of the day and that Jamie Vardy is set to be fit for the game tomorrow. I was having a chat with Jordan Blackwell, who's the 
uh, Leicester City correspondent for Leicester City Live uh, as part of our kind of remit at Reach, our, our Leicester uh, colleagues. He tells me that speaking to Brendan Rodgers, the feeling was after the game against Brighton that Vardy would be fit and it is expected to be confirmed that he indeed will be fit and will likely play alongside Kelechi Iheanacho up top. Pats and Dapper, of course, is also an option that Brendan Rodgers could go for with the Zambian forward getting very much back into form now and really finding his feet in England and English football and on the continent as well, as we know from his four goals in the Europa League very recently as well. So not great news for Arsenal, um, but the feeling is around the player that he is going to be fit for Saturday's game. Speaking around players that will not, though, be playing for Arsenal anytime soon, Lataro Martinez. Uh, I won't be able to pronounce that in the same way too much longer because we won't be talking about him much longer. Uh, he has signed his deal with Inter Milan until 2026. This was something that we have been expecting for quite some time. Do you remember the meltdown when, <laughs> when Spurs agrees that £60 million fee uh, with Inter Milan to bring him into the club? Yeah, he was never really going to move from the looks of things. And has now, of course, signed that new deal with the Milan side. And uh, Arsenal, if they are still, of course, interested in a striker, which we expect them to be in the summer of 2022, uh, will not be looking at uh, the man who has a right angle for a haircut. Uh, <laughs> it's just it's completely right angle, that left side, isn't it? Um, just notice that on my screen. It's a very strange one. Um, but thank you, uh, Inter Milan, for taking away one of our transfer targets. But it's one that I know people had a few concerns about because if you think about it, he's played a lot of his time alongside Romelu Lukaku in a, in a front two. Arsenal don't tend to play with a front two, although they have been trying it out with Alexandre Lacazette and Aubameyang uh, getting involved there. But uh, it's Martinez is not going to be a player that we sign, which is a shame because he's very good. But uh, no, not going to be getting him into the team, no matter what it seems now. However, one player that could yet join the team remains to be Noah Lang, the Club Bruges Netherlands international uh, has supposedly had a revealed fee of as high as £33 million. Now, previous reports indicated that a £25 million figure had been put on the head of Noah Lang, but that is certainly <laughs> that is certainly one that I think that has more legs in it than any interest in, in Latara Martinez. You want to pick up on this, Pat? Matt, your hair has also a perpendicular look to it. I mean, yeah. Pretty pretty much does, to be fair. Uh, those in glass houses shouldn't throw stones, is <laughs> the saying. Um, you should give that haircut a go, man. I really don't want to. Uh, I'm really not a fan of that. I know this is getting quite long, but uh, no, not for me. Not for me. Noah Langdo, uh, 35, 33 million pounds. Is that worth it? Is that something that you would be interested in? 33 million pounds for Noah Lang. 22-year-old can play on the right wing, left wing, mainly left, but can also play quite a lot centrally too as kind of a backup second striker or as a lone forward and has done at times. Very interesting player, very highly rated. These links do not seem to be going away and Arsenal do seem to be very much interested in the player and I'm hoping to have some more info on him next week when I have a chat with a friend of mine covering Belgian football very, very soon. Let's, however, go on to the penultimate story of the day, which revolves around James Madison. Now, my colleague at Football.London, Chris Wheatley, has uh, been providing some information about the move, which never happened, effectively, 
Uh, he writes in his latest piece that the Gunners did not make a direct formal offer to Leicester City, instead sounding out the possibility of signing Madison by offering different players in the deal via intermediaries to make the transfer fee more viable. Ainsley Maitland-Niles, Joe Woolett, Reese Nelson and Eddie Nketiah were among the players offered as potential make-weights, but any swap deal involving those players was quickly dismissed as unacceptable. When asked why it didn't happen, quite simply, Arsenal were not willing to pay an excess of £60 million for Madison. His fee was always going to prove a stumbling block. And when Martin Odegaard became available for half the price in the closing weeks of the transfer window, the decision was made to close the deal for the Norway international instead. And uh, this is very much covers what we've, we've talked about heavily. Martin Odegaard was always always the priority target for Arsenal. And, and therefore, it's not surprising that we did decide to move on from uh, James Madison when it did prove that Leicester were not going to be accepting any kind of figure below what I believe to be around £70 million. He's got one year left on his contract, I think, going into uh, the end of this season and have one year left. That's, that's what I've understood that he's got left. Just having a quick check on that so I don't give you any false information, but his contract... Apologies. No, it's in 2024. So we'll have two years left on his deal at the end of this season. Um, and so still two years left. Leicester will want to make a decision on this. They'll want to be able to get as much money from him if they do end up selling him. Leicester are a club that do uh, tend to sell. In fact, uh, in my chat with Jordan Blackwell, the Leicester correspondent for LCFC Live uh, on the Arsenal way, which is out now, you can actually go and watch that preview in my chat with Jordan. He does talk a little bit about Leicester's kind of profile of selling players and why things are maybe changing. Tielemans, of course, did not leave either in the summer. So there's that to consider as well. Now, the final story of the day that we need to talk about is not directly linked to Arsenal, but it does certainly impact them. And that is that yet another Premier League side are experiencing a takeover at their club. West Ham United are set to be uh, part, well, not taken over, but uh, there is a part, kind of a stake, a 27% stake in the club is in advanced, advanced talks to be acquired by Czech-based billionaire uh, Daniel Kretinsky, uh, who owns also uh, Sparta Prague in the Czech Republic. Now, Sparta Prague have not been the side dominating the Czech league. That has been Slavia Prague. But interestingly, West Ham United have been buying some Czech players of late. We know that Thomas Suchek, of course, came in. Uh, Vladimir Kufal, Kral, of course, joined in the summer too. Uh, it does seem like there has been a, an influence uh, to move for some Czech Republic players. Whether or not that's been influenced by the possibility of this takeover ha uh, happening or the 27% stake being acquired happening or whether the West Ham's kind of involvement in signing some Czech Republic players has led to an interest from the Czech-based billionaires is still kind of unknown and it's just speculation at this point but the initial purchase is likely to value the club at between six to seven hundred million pounds according to one person that was briefed on the transaction via Sky Sports. Uh, this would end of course the ownership of David Gold and David Sullivan, uh, Sullivan rather who acquired the club in 2010 and it would be the second major move for a Premier League club in very recent weeks of course Newcastle United were taken over by a Saudi-led consortium organized by uh, Amanda Staveley. What does this mean for Arsenal? Well, West Ham United are a very different beast to Newcastle United. They are already a team that are with Arsenal in, in competing for European places. They achieved it last season, getting their top six place and are competing in the Europa League this time around. And they are a team on the up, a team that are growing, a team that are improving and making some very shrewd pieces of business in the transfer window that are enabling them 
to do that. And with the prospect of a new owner coming into the club and the prospect of them being able to spend more money, um, it is always going to be a concern. Now, the owner, uh, Daniel Kretinsky, is not anywhere close to the same kind of wealth as the Saudi-led consortium that have taken over Newcastle. In fact, his net worth is, I believe, less than that of Stan Kroenke's. However, a £4 billion owner, uh, which is what I saw to be his net worth, although I don't know how accurate those details are, they could yet spend. But it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. We know that West Ham are a club that are already really good in the Premier League and any kind of further incentive that they could yet spend on players is only going to improve them and they're doing very good work, uh, which is obviously quite a contrast to how Arsenal have acted over the last 10 years, bar you would say the last 18 to 24 months where Arsenal have started to turn things around and about how they do their business and we hope to see that continue and I give a lot of credit to Edu for achieving that. But West Ham could soon be uh, very much a, a another force or rather an even increased force to take over the team. Uh, and that does conclude all of today's news surrounding the club and related to affecting Arsenal as well. So we do move on to the final part of the show, which is your thoughts, your theories, your questions and queries in the chat box. If you have got a question that you would like to ask, then please do throw it into the chat and we will try and go through as many of those as we feasibly can. Uh, Tim says, do you know if an owner can own two teams in the same league or if there could be a conflict of interest? If two teams in the same owner meet in the Champions slash Europa League, uh, honestly, my legal knowledge of this is, is not the best. I imagine that there would be a, a quite an easy conflict of interest if a player or a, uh, a person owns two teams in the same competition. I remember when... Red Bull Salzburg began to, and RB Leipzig began to kind of compete in the same competitions that there was always the the possibility that they would face each other. In fact, I think they did at one point face each other in the Champions League group stage, did they not? Um, I'm, I swear I remember them facing one another. Yeah, they did. The Europa League group stage in 2018 uh, Red Bull Salzburg won, ironically, both of those games in 2018. They won 1-0 at home in the Red Bull Arena. And then they went to the other Red Bull Arena um, in Leipzig and won 3-2. In fact, uh, no one that you maybe will be that aware of uh, was involved in the game. Munus Dabur, you might be aware of. He's a, I think he's Israeli international. Jeva Schlager. Now, Wolfsburg was involved in the game. Hannes Wolf, who's Career's not exactly gone uh, massively upwards ever since his move. Enoch Mwepu was on the bench. Takumi Minamino was also on the bench during that game as well. But the 1-0 home win for Salzburg, just looking at any names that you may remember, of course, uh, Timo Werner was playing for uh, RB Leipzig at this stage, as was Deo Upamecano, Conrad Lima, Matthias Cunha. Um, but for Salzburg, Schlager, Wolf, Yunusovic, uh, Dabur, but no... At this point, there was no Hollands, there was no Zoboslai, um, but uh, Pat Sendaka was in fact on the bench and came off the bench for that game in 2018 as well. So it's interesting how uh, competitions work, but Salzburg and RB Leipzig played against each other in the Europa League group stages of 2018. So it has indeed happened and uh, it took place. So there you go. Uh, whether or not an owner, though, um, Will, will be involved and if that owner of course is makes things different if it was in a premier league setting i don't know but it's not unlike it couldn't happen these days without money that's involved in football 
anymore, that's for sure. Uh, let's go to Abe. He says, since it looks like Tommy Asu's long-term position could be at centre-back, what's your thoughts on Liveramento? Arsenal. He's having a very decent season at Southampton since he left uh, Chelsea. I don't know if his long-term future, Tommy Asu, will be at centre-back. Abe is doing a very, very good job at right-back. I actually think that Arsenal needs to be looking at bringing in a backup right-back to support him that's better than Cedric and Chambers and, and Bellerin and Maitland-Niles. So I think that Arsenal should be looking more in that area. Uh, so there you go. Real says, Tom, what's timing of Mikel Arteta's press conference today? It's this afternoon. They're usually around 1.30. Uh, it is today, so uh, it should be around 1.30, I think. Um, but you'll be able to watch that press conference over on the Arsenal way as soon as it's finished. If you want to watch that press conference back, as with any of the press conferences from this season uh, and that of our opposition managers too, you can do that by going over to the Arsenal way, subscribing and getting that beautiful content. Uh, Paul James says, is our game against Leicester the first real test of whether we are really making progress? I mean, it's another test. I wouldn't say it's the first real test. I think Aston Villa was a good test of seeing whether or not we're making progress. The Northland and Derby was a good test. Brighton and Crystal Palace were good tests, and we failed those. So I think we've experienced a number of tests, and I think that Leicester City isn't the next is the first real one. I think it is just the next test along this route of trying to get back to where we want to be. We won there last season. Arteta's got history of being able to win at the King Power Stadium, and we hope that he can do it again because going. Uh, nine games unbeaten uh, and seven, of course, in the league and getting a win would be huge. But Leicester City are a very decent side, a very, very decent side, in fact. Um, if you said I could get four points from Leicester and Watford and go into Liverpool unbeaten, I would probably take that. But I'll be wanting a win on Saturday, that is for sure. Leopold says, regarding the goalkeeper situation, what if the club gives Dejan Ilyev a chance as the second choice if Leno does leave? Ilyev, I expect to leave the club very soon. He's now in his mid-20s. He's on loan somewhere. I'm not even sure where. Um, I don't expect him to be an option for Arsenal uh, going forwards. I don't think that the club believe him to be of the required level. Um, and that's why they struggle to move him on permanently. And they'll probably wait for his, uh, uh, his contract to expire. Um, Den from Rivalry Aside TV says, Morning, mate. Hope you're well. Be interesting to see if Odegaard gets a look in the team. Madison versus Odegaard, of course, after the transfer talk of the summer. Don't fix what isn't broken, I guess, but Emil Smith-Rowe could use a bit of a rest. He could, but I would still be playing them all. They've got a week's rest between this game and Watford next week. So I would still be playing the same team that played against Aston Villa. I wouldn't change a single thing about it. And Odegaard will have to... Deal with sitting on the bench once again. So there you go. Uh, Manu says, Tom, could you maybe do a Friday Tom's Pick of the Weekend special where you give us an exciting game to watch not in the Premier League? I mean, I could, but my job's basically... My job has basically taken all my attention away from me watching uh, European football these days. But let's have a look at the La Liga fixtures at the weekend. Of course, uh, we only recently had uh, the... Uh, El Clasico, but in terms of interesting games to watch, I would say go check out Atletico Madrid against Real Betis. Real Betis are having a really good season uh, with Hector Bellerin, of course, involved. And that's Atletico Madrid still looking at themselves very much as possible title contenders, although uh, they are now sixth in the table, but a win in their game in hand would take them second. But Real Madrid and Sevilla also have 
games in hand as well. So they're currently two points behind Real Madrid. Real Sociedad currently top the league, having an amazing season. David Silva, Mikel Oyazabal, and uh, a good friend of mine, Mikel Moreno, who I'd very much like to see move to Arsenal, playing there as well. Sevilla having a great season. Yusuf Nezri has been suffering with an injury, but players like Rafa Mir have really stepped up for Sevilla this season, and they had a really... It was an electric game. I don't know if you saw it against Levante last week. 5-3, I believe it was. Um, with some really mad goals involved in the game that you should definitely have checked out. But Real Betis against Atletico Madrid. Manu would be my pick of the weekend. Um, so go give that a watch. It'll be a very interesting game and a very tactical game for uh, for Diego Simeone, uh, Simeone rather, to uh, to try and navigate. So there you go. One to one to watch. Going to give the old La Liga a shot. There you go. Aiden says, do you think we need a Bamiang and Lacazette starting up front? I think we should use the same dynamic that we used against Aston Villa. Use that Bamiang in that central role with Lacazette kind of playing just off him which did mean that Aubameyang skewed to the left at times. I think that was a, a dynamic that worked. We're going up against another back three. And it seemed to break that back three kind of jinx that we've had at Arsenal, I suppose. We struggled against Chelsea, Brighton and Palace. We switched things up for the Villa game. They played a back three and we combated it really well. So hopefully we'll be able to do the same thing against Leicester on Saturday. Uh, John says, while you're at it, please give us your NFL, NHL, Major League Soccer and World Series picks. I won't give you um, any of those bar the MLS. Uh, I do try and keep a, a, a keen eye on what's going on, but I have slipped away this season. Um, Atlanta, who are always my side, have, have not done well. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's not going too well, apparently, for them. Uh, although we are 31 games into the season. In fact, we should be approaching what? The, uh, the playoffs should be soon? MLS playoff dates? When are they? MLS... MLS playoff dates. And they take place Friday the 19th of November to Saturday 11th of December. But it doesn't look like... Um, I mean, Atlanta are still in the uh, in the final series playoffs places, but they could they drop out? They could still drop out. New York Rebels and Montreal could still overtake them. Uh, but Atlanta are my uh, are my team. In the Western Conference, have a look what's going on over there. Uh, LA Galaxy still in there. Where's um, where's Miami? Uh, where's Mr. Mr. Beckham's team? How's he getting on now? They're 11th. They're not going to be getting into the playoffs, it doesn't look like. So uh, once again, they're still building up, though. Uh, where's um, the new side, Austin? Because Danny Pereira, I've interviewed him. How are they? Oh, they're bottom of the... Ah, oh, the bottom of the Western Conference. Oh, wow. We'll we'll move on from that quickly. Sorry, Danny. Best of luck for next season, mate. I'm sure you do. Actually, while I'm there, I do want to check out how um how are Philadelphia getting on 50. Yeah. Matt Freeze, goalkeeper at Philadelphia. I've interviewed him as well. Hope he's getting on well. Hope he's doing some really good stuff. So uh I've interviewed a few of MLS players. Um who's who's the guy that I interviewed at um Rapids? Uh <laughs> Oh, Cole Bassett. That's his name. Um, how, are, how are the Rapids getting on this season uh, so far? We need to go to the Western Conference. They're third. Cole Bassett. I wonder if he's getting on well. I wonder if he's having a good season. I hope that he is. I hope all the players that I've been having a look into in MLS and, and interviewing for my old uh, outlet, 101 Great Goals, hope they're getting on well and doing good. But yeah, I've always kind of kept an eye on the uh, on MLS. So there you go. <laughs> a lot of MLS fans in the chat. Good to see that um, I really think it's great that North American football is, and I say football, <laughs> is that soccer is doing a lot better. And you're starting to see a lot of youngsters kind of move from the MLS over to Europe. We've seen it with Brian Reynolds moving to, to Roma recently. 
Um, uh, Bruce, you mentioned Gladback, I believe. Is it Joe Scally uh, that came over from New York City FC? Uh, and there's a few that are really uh, getting into it. No, Vinny, I've not yet seen Ted Lasso. I need to. I need to watch it. I know. I just time is a is a very very valuable thing for me, and I don't often get time to commit to a whole new series. Um, but I will try my best to get into it. Hello, says hey, Tom. Random question, but do you play Football Manager? I I actually don't, but I have given up FIFA, so I may get into Football Manager. It may be something that I need to uh, to get into and, and get more involved with. It comes out next month, and I just had a chat with Oliver Zeziger, who's the head. Uh, researcher for the Swiss side of things in the game. And we talked to him about Dennis Zachary. You can check that out on Sunday on uh, the Arsenal way. But it's not a game that I play. But when I, now I've given up FIFA. Um, maybe it's something that I could look at. So maybe something I'll be looking into very, very soon. So there you go. Um, I am going to finish things off there. It's my day off. And I'm going to try and enjoy as much of it as I feasibly can today. I hope you have a fantastic day. Uh, I will see you tomorrow morning for your next update of Arsenal news ahead of the game against Leicester. There will then be a show around six o'clock tomorrow after the game. Won't be straight after the game because I'll be covering the game for Football. London. But uh, yeah, we'll be uh, talking all about it in uh, the evening around six o'clock. So make sure you tune in for that one. Have a fantastic Friday, guys. Enjoy it. Weekend's almost here. And you can uh, put your feet up. So have a fantastic week. I will see you again tomorrow morning. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your Mook delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.